0: We've been talking about developing a healthy escape plan and and what does it mean to be careful or to take heed or to watch ourselves. Today, we're going to continue that conversation and get a little bit more practical on what do boundaries look like? What are the boundaries, the people, places, and things we need to be focusing on to help us in moving toward developing a healthy escape plan? Well, welcome to Hope and Recovery. This is a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast that that focuses on life change to help us with our healing through our mental, spiritual, emotional, and relational health, all based on the Beatitudes that helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits so that we can walk in freedom the way Christ intended, under His power, under His authority, through His comfort and strength as we work through these recovery principles with other grateful believers in Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the uh, ministry leader here at Fellowship Rogers, Celebrate Recovery, and uh, welcome back. Uh, Hope you're enjoying this series and and trying to find your own story in this process. Uh, if you missed the prior podcast, be sure to go check that out. We're talking about developing a healthy escape plan and uh, rooted kind of in that first uh, Corinthians uh, passage where if you think you're standing firm, be careful uh, that you don't fall. And so we're continuing that and trying to lean into some of the boundaries that we can be thinking about. But I've got my dear brother in Christ, Andy, with back with me again to continue this conversation. Andy, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Rodney. Glad to be here. Hey, y'all. Grateful believer in Jesus, struggle with anxiety, depression, sexual addiction, and grief. My
0: name's Andy. Hey, Andy. So great conversation on our last podcast. I'm excited to jump back into this. Uh, we kind of left it on the be careful in that First Corinthians 10, 12, 13. Such a great passage. And one of the things that we we just uh, made note of as we are ending that last podcast is the scripture says, "But when you are tempted, we will be tempted." <laughs> so that's that's uh, acknowledgement and and strength versus wisdom is a big part of that last podcast. Um, wisdom is just being honest with ourselves that we're going to be tempted, and what are we going to do with the temptation? So I want to move into just real practical. Then Andy, just boundaries. Um, why are boundaries important in recovery?
1: Yeah, that's that's such a good. Good point. I mean, especially when we're talking about uh, talking about that whole cycle of of what a progression of acting out looks like that we talked about in the last podcast. Uh, there there are things that happen. There are triggers that hit us in our life that mm. maybe we don't have a whole lot of control over. But I know for me, as I looked at it, uh, my life getting into recovery, I realized that there was a whole lot more in my life that i actually had control over that i could make proactive decisions about Mm. to put me up and to set myself up better to posture my life so that i could have more success day in and day out Mm. and boundaries are so key to that and uh because they help us to mark out Uh, safe places in our life. Hmm. Uh, Even when you think about the purpose of a boundary, oftentimes I thought that a boundary was something that I place on something or someone else Mm -hmm. to keep them away from me. Mm -hmm. But really a boundary is what I place around myself so that I can know, hey, anywhere inside this boundary is a safe place. I want to keep the good in, but I want to I want to get some distance from those bad neighborhoods that I don't need to be
0: in. Yeah, so the, the narrative, kind of the old mindset of a boundary is telling you need to do this. This is my boundary. You need to do this. You need to stop doing this. But the, the, the right way of thinking about it is... If you are going to do this, then I'm going to do this. Yes. So it's it's that language of what am I? I I can only control myself. I can't control the people, places, and things uh, because that's going to be swimming around all the time. It's saying, "What am I going to do if those things come into the picture, and w- how am I going to respond to that?" Right? Yeah, yeah. So, just real practically, then we kind of talk about people, places, and things, and kind of identifying those areas that we don't need to go anymore or be around. Um, so, unpack. Let's unpack that a little bit. What what hits your heart as we're kind of talking about that?
1: Talking about people, places, and things yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Well, I know for me uh you know even now I just think about some of the some of the relationships that I needed to take decisive action to cut off in my life some of the places that I loved being that I needed to stop going some of the things I needed to cut out of my life hmm. initially there was a sense of grief and loss with that mm-hmm. because they were such a huge part of my life and uh, there was reasons why they were a part of my life right but uh, I think for me, I had to understand that it may be a little painful Mm -hmm. to cut some things out and to put myself in a healthier place, but where I'm at now and what I've been doing has not been getting me what I truly want. Mm. And I have to be honest with that Mm -hmm. and realize that if I want to pursue health, Mm -hmm. it's going to take some sacrifice right and that's actually a really good thing because god has given me an invitation into living a way better than what i've been living
0: yeah i think it yeah it's good to note. just thinking about those of you listening right now is just asking yourself the question am i fully committed to the recovery process and it is a process. You made a decision. You came into this space, or, or maybe you're on the fence and you're listening to this. And it's like, I'm, I'm on the fence of really making that decision to be fully bought in. And then if I make that decision, then I'm actually committing to the process. And the secret sauce to any commitment is sacrifice. When Jesus says, uh, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that's a really powerful commitment statement. But it's shown and reinforced uh, by his sacrifice he went yeah. to the cross for us so it's it's what are my sa- what am i willing to sacrifice and this can be so tricky because the world will scream well life will end without this will life you know is the party over kind of thing yeah you know, and I, I love i love 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 when um a bunch of recovering addicts uh, go to a restaurant together and and we're laughing and having a good time. And I love to be able to tell the waitress, and we're sober. <laughs> we don't stop having fun because we're in recovery. In fact, I enjoy life so much more richer. Um, it's just a greater experience when I'm in a clear mind, clean heart. Um, the, the lie the enemy says is, man, but that's where all the fun is, yeah. Yeah, what's been your experience with that? Oh,
1: dude, you saying that right there. I remember in college uh when I I was first realizing just even my thought process of like, man, I think I might have a porn addiction after, you know, 11 years of using it every day. And uh like for me it was that feeling of like who am I gonna be without this? What what type of stories am I gonna tell without this? if i don't have alcohol how how am i going to relate to my friends that i have and mm-hmm. and it was a sense of i'm not going to i okay great i'm going to sign myself up for a life of just just trying to grind it out and let's be sober because i don't even know why yeah but realizing that i didn't i didn't understand how much my shame in uh and my struggles and just all of the ramifications Mm -hmm. of my unhealthy habits were just wrecking my life. And now today, you know, you talk, I've been in some of those restaurants with you when the Mm -hmm. waitress is like, are you guys okay? (laughs) (laughs) But there's so much more life to be experienced Mm -hmm. when I stop numbing myself out to the fullness of life that Jesus has for us. Yeah, And it's amazing how when we think of boundaries seem like a limiting thing, Mm -hmm. but what's amazing is when I limit the stuff that causes me to jump to those things that numb me out, Mm -hmm. I actually experience the abundance of life that God has for me.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's so important that we're you know, we're not just trying to, and this is why this is this, everything we're talking about is not the full plan, right? We're actually, this is a part of the plan and the recovery process, the work that you're doing in your step study, the sharing of the hurts, the hangups, the habits, being honest about that, sharing that with God and other people. All of that is important. What we're trying to do is again, stop the bleeding a little bit. I, You know, if you call me every time you're in the thorn bush, I can't keep you from being stuck with a thorn bush, right? So I need to stay out of the thorn bush or the wrong neighborhood as we were talking about on a prior podcast, the Proverbs um, um, idea of, you know, the strength says I can go hang out in those neighborhoods. Wisdom says stay out of there. You know, you're not going to be able to, you're going to be tempted. So maybe you need to stay out of that. So we're trying to actually help you to experience what it's like to move towards something better. And, and so that saying, I'm not going to go hang out with those people. Um, if, if I always find myself drinking around those people, maybe I need to be honest and evaluate. That's a sacrifice. Hey guys, I know that you typically go do this after work. I got to be out. Yeah, And it's just not worth it because I know where I'll end up in that place of hopelessness. As we were talking on a prior podcast, the acting out will lead to hopelessness. And at some point it's like, when is that going to be enough to say it's not worth it? I can't do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, that's such a, and I'm sure some folks even hearing that right now in this, as we're talking, as you said, telling Telling our work buddies that we go out with every mm-hmm. every night after work, mm-hmm. telling them, "Hey, I can't do this right now." As somebody who ran to my addictions because of a feeling that I was unlovable and that I was afraid of being rejected, yeah, that triggers a little bit of the uh, "I don't want to." But man, yeah. I had to realize <laughs> that what I was doing wasn't working. Right. And if those people really do care about us, they'll understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't, yeah, it's, 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 that's part of saying, you know what, maybe I need to cut some ties with some people because yeah. if they don't care about my sanity and my recovery, they're probably not somebody I need in my life. Right. But absolutely. If they do love me, you're right, Andy, they're, they're going to understand and It's ah, oh, gosh. Good for you, setting a a boundary, right? So let's unpack that a little bit. What are some of those boundaries, uh, examples of kind of when we're thinking about places, right, places that we might need to think about? What's some practical things that we can give our listeners to be thinking about?
1: Yeah, and that's good. And I think even in this, it's helpful to think through different specific uh, topics or uh, areas of boundaries within your life, and we'll go over Some of those in there, one of them in particular is places, like you just said. Uh, And so thinking through what those are and knowing that the list we give you, it's not going to be exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination. Trying to get your thinking a little bit. And so like places, you know, for me, what I think of is like, specific uh restaurants specific stores areas of town places that i know if i go there there is a very very high likelihood that i'm going to run into some sort of a trigger there yeah that uh that it's going to be a trigger and there's going to be opportunity for me to act out and so i don't I don't go to bars yeah. anymore yeah. because I know myself. Yeah. Uh, my main area of recovery is sexual addiction. Mm. I can't hang out outside of Victoria's secret at the mall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or even, yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more on the media side of this, but yeah, where, where's places that I'm going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I could probably get away with it maybe a couple times to go sit in a bar. Um, but as I've, said before you know I'm not there for the peanuts right <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there I mean they're at some point being in that place that that strength is going to wear out and it's like man all of my desires and stuff are going to come forward and it's like man I'm starting to smell things I'm starting to hear things I'm starting to kind of kind of that preoccupation yeah and that ritualization um we were talking about this with a group um just the other day you know, if you think about some some local, I won't mention the name, but there's local uh, businesses and the slogan can kind of be, hey, it's all about the rituals. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in our addictions or our compulsive behaviors, we've developed these rituals. And so it can kind of become this ritualization and fantasy world. It's a blink away from acting out. We're not going to be strong when the rituals are kind of taken over. Yeah. Preoccupied with the thought ritualization. And now we're in this place of acting out, which is going to take us to that, that place of hopelessness, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's also
1: good, even as we go throughout these areas of boundaries, just know that this is a living document. Yeah. You may get into your recovery. And as you're working through this, you realize like, oh, I didn't realize that that one sports bar that has a really great burger is actually a trigger for me. Yeah. And that's okay. We learn new things about ourselves in there. So write that place down as well. And that that's just another thing where you realize, Oh, okay. I, I can't go there too. And
0: that's okay because it's keeping me healthy. I remember a guy talking about had a gambling problem and, and, uh um, And in this casino, they had a really good cupcake shop. As they do. (laughs) And in his mind, he wasn't going there to gamble, but gambling was his main area of recovery. So he would walk through the casino to go get these cupcakes because he loved the cupcakes. (laughs) And I still wonder how much of that was just justifying it. We kind kind of trick ourselves sometimes. But at some point, he had to come to that realization through his sponsor and accountability that, you know what? those are good cupcakes, but they're not worth it. Every time you walk through there and you hear the, I mean, every time you hear the sounds and the smells and all that stuff, your brain's already kind of in that preoccupation. It's releasing those endorphins and yep. it's like, "Whoo, I'm a step away. So I may be hanging out uh, in the, in the wrong uh, neighborhood. So, Hey, going to take a quick break right here. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about boundaries Um, and really developing a healthy escape plan and what does that look like Uh, people places and things we need to be paying attention to when we come back we'll continue the conversation hey friends we always want to encourage you if you're on the fence about this process we call recovery please consider just Maybe bring uh, some friends and come check us out on a Friday night. Maybe you want to bring your community group just to see what it's all about. You never know who might be hurting in your church community, in your neighborhood. Just bring somebody and come experience it. We meet on Fayetteville and Rogers campuses, Fellowship Celebrate Recovery. Go to fellowshipcr.org for more information, and we hope to see you this Friday night. Welcome back, talking with Andy, and we're talking about uh, boundaries, and and we were just talking about just being very honest about those places that we can't go anymore. What about media, Andy? Um, media is tricky because it's a part of our world. Yeah. Um, what are some things that we can be thinking about? Again, look at it through your lens of recovery as we're having this conversation. We're just trying to give you some starters to, to kind of get you thinking you're thinking about your own boundaries, what 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 about media? What's that look like?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, I've I really thought through the uh, the types of TV shows and movies that I watched mm-hmm. uh, growing up. You know, me and my wife have a really funny recurring pattern that um just just from from my childhood, some of the movies that I saw, I'm like, oh, that's a great movie, we should go watch it, <laughs> and then we watch it, and we're like, oh my gosh, that that had some stuff in there that we didn't need to see, and uh, so realizing that uh as i get into recovery like i find myself there are certain things that i realize that i've been tolerating that really do affect me mm. and so there were certain sitcoms that i needed to stop watching because there was a lot of sexual tension in it mm. and it was triggering for me there were movies that i was uh i was tolerating brief nudity mm. in certain movies and i'm like no nah, i like now, I, I can't just appreciate the film right. here. Like, yeah. And uh, another one to think through as well, and this is, I, I especially see this with younger guys nowadays, are video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing how we can use uh, video games, TV, movies uh, to, to numb us out. Mm-hmm. And even if we aren't doing our, our main area of acting out, it can put us in a kind of a, a numbed out space where we're more susceptible to temptation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and be clear too, I mean, and and I know you're not saying this, so, we yeah. just, so I just want to state say that someone may be thinking, it, it's okay to play video games. What, what we want yeah. you to do is think about how is this affecting you, right? So even if there's not, let's say your area is sexual addiction maybe you're not watching anything that is specifically tied to that yeah but every time i play these kind of video games i find myself wandering to other things right so it can kind of be a a gateway so to speak Right. well and and just to get
1: really practical on that one in particular uh it's the same thing that you know i often tell guys like if you're taking a day off to rest Mm -hmm. there's a big difference between Playing whatever video game you want for 12 hours straight and not leaving the couch right and you know having having 30 to 30 minutes to an hour you're playing that and then you're going and doing other things that are productive right it's just like if I sit and watch Netflix all day yeah it's restful up to a point, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then outside of that, it can put me in a rough headspace where I'm more susceptible because I look at myself and I go, "Man, I just wasted this day."
0: Yeah. Well, and and, and this will tie with the social media here in yeah. a minute, but but even just thinking about our phones and just what kind of what kind of protections do I need on my phone? And you know, there's some sacrifices with that. I know a brother that that cut off his internet on this phone. Yeah. It's like, oh man, how do you live? And you know what? He's done that for a while now, and he's actually doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just making that sacrifice is, is coming to that realization. If I'm doing this, it's going to lead to that. So what but about here? One other thing with media that I
1: just popped in my mind, music. Mm-hmm. There are certain songs that I listen to in my in my stuff that I can't listen to anymore right. because they put me in a weird headspace. Yeah. So that's another
0: thing. What am I putting in my mind in yeah. that area? What about people? Uh, as We're thinking through that. What does that practically look like?
1: Yeah, for me, it, it looked like who were the people that I normally drank with, and I knew that that's all that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that I don't not that I don't love those people or care about them, but like if we think through some of the people that we hang out with. Mm-hmm. We can be honest that there's some people that, you know, it's just a pattern thing. Yeah. That if I hang out with them, chances are this thing is going to go down.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it's important too. again, just it's important to just see how this all connects. It may be people that have nothing to do with your addiction. They may yes. not drink. They may not watch all that stuff but they're the kind of people that maybe it's just really really negative people and you know if you hang and this is what's tricky about family so we may have to limit their access to our heart yes so we go into those conversations not opening ourselves up so i have you know we're having christmas whatever uh, thanksgiving uh, i know that i need to go by there, but i have to protect my heart and make sure that i don't get kind of trapped in this conversation that's going to spin me out and start, I feel bad about myself. And then I'm just in this vulnerable place. Now those lies and temptations start to come in. So it's, it's evaluating people connected with your area of recovery, but also being mindful of the kind of people that tend to spin you out and put you in a bad head space kind of a thing. Yeah. And it, it it
1: seems like there's a pattern
0: with all of these boundaries is that Mm. it's not
1: necessarily I'm not going to go to the bar because that's where I act out. It's also, what are are the places that lead to me wanting to go to the bar? What are those people that lead to me wanting to do that? And realizing that when we're tempted, there's been other things that have happened that has Mm -hmm. led us to that point.
0: Exactly, yeah. So social media, that's a big one, right? Yeah, man. (laughs) Uh, I think for me, it's just
1: uh, straight up knowing that uh, there are certain social media sites Mm -hmm. That I just can't be on, yeah, and uh, it's just not healthy for me, and
0: I can't trust myself with it, yeah, and that's a good thing. But what? How do I stay connected with my friends and my family? Right, that's how I do that. You know, that's a a common one that I hear. That is a common
1: one. Well, so here's here's what I do. It's not like I have no social media. Yeah, Uh, I've got a I've got a filtering app on my phone, and what I've realized is that that filtering app, it only works on the internet browser on there. Hmm. And so I have my app store triggered to where I can't download those apps mm-hmm. and I only access the safest social media site that I have mm-hmm. through the web browser which is super annoying because it's super slow and it doesn't work super great. Yeah. But it's that's also another speed bump for me mm-hmm. on it. And like so I I find a framework that it can work in. And if that framework starts to break down, mm-hmm. then I I have to make another choice to go, all right, what is the framework for this to work? In? And that may look like I'm off of this. Yeah. I have and what's amazing too is like the idea of staying connected. <laughs> we access social media stuff through our phone. And mm-hmm. I hear that those phones store numbers. And we can call people through it, <laughs> and I know it's not that easy on there. Yeah, but yeah, and you know, there's,
0: there's other ways to do it. There's a sacrifice there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know we're going to have to do a part two on this for sure because there's a lot to unpack. But, but, Andy, what do you say to someone that's wrestling, just even with those few things that we've covered, uh, they're wrestling with um, being able to take this step to set boundaries? What, what would you say to encourage them in this space?
1: Yeah, I, I think. Uh, just have the courage to be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and asking yourself the question, what are the things that I am allowing in my life that could be bringing me to places that I don't want to go? Yeah. And if even there was a 10% chance that they could cause me to relapse,
0: is that really worth it? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So, I want to, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this one um, and then we'll, we'll pick up with, with part two on boundaries. There's a lot to unpack here, but, but places, media, people, social media, those are the ones we kind of address them. Maybe, you, maybe I challenge you to be thinking about What's some, some things that you could just get, get you a paper and a pad and write down some of those things that become uh, triggers for you in this space so that um, you can prevent yourself from getting stuck in those spaces. So we may come back to a couple of these in our next podcast, but just continuing this conversation, this is about being proactive. We'll get to the reactive in a later podcast, but proactively, how can I set a boundary to keep myself out of the bad neighborhoods and out of that bad headspace where I'm in that lie and temptation and acting out that leads to hopelessness? Hey, I'm so glad that you joined us today. I hope this is helpful for you. I hope that you'll join us. And again, if you missed the the previous podcast, go back and listen to that. But uh, we're just trying to give you some real practical stuff to help you, to equip you so that you can be all that God wants you to be in your life. And I hope this is helping you. But hey, thanks for being with us. Be sure to share this and give us a high rating. It helps us to reach more people. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.